0: I'm Kieran. And I'm Eve. This is Kitchen Table Cult, where two quiverful escapees talk about our experiences in the cultish underbelly of the religious right. Hi, Eve. Hi, Kieran. How, how are you?
1: Well, it's cold and rainy, but I'm
0: here. It's cold and rainy. Well, no, it's not. It's cold and dry here in Oakland, and the Berkeley Hills have a voluntary evacuation because it's supposed to be so dry and windy that it could cause fires.
1: So oh, that's, yeah, I that's how we're doing out that. here in California. Are, are you are you packed and ready to go?
0: Uh I don't live in the hills. I live in downtown Oakland by the lake. So I'm like fine actually.
1: Okay. Yeah, my my uh writing mentor is in the hills and and she was packing up yesterday.
0: Yeah smart Oof. things to do
1: smart things to do well um i am taking some time off from grading today and you are taking some time off from campaigning today because we have a very important current events thing to cover yes <laughs> <laughs> um what what were what we talking about
0: so i guess there's this dude running for office in north carolina who's really shitty and terrible and uh Beyond misleading? the usual,
1: like, dude? Beyond the usual.
0: Beyond the usual,
1: <laughs> beyond the
0: usual bullshit. Um, okay. But I think that we have someone who can explain this better.
1: All right. Abby. Well, we have, <laughs> we have a wonderful guest who's agreed to come on. Abby, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be on. Uh, you it's want to tell so our listeners a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure. So I... Am a graduate of Patrick Henry College. Uh, went there from 2017 to 2000. I'm sorry,
0: not 2000. Gosh, I can't do math. <laughs> I Time went PhD.
2: <laughs> do what?
0: Time is meaningless. Oh,
2: right. It's 2020. We can't. Yeah. 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 So I went there from 2013 to uh, fall of 2016, and yeah, I have since. Uh, lived and taught overseas for a couple years. I am now a paralegal back in Northern Virginia as all Patrick Henry students seem to kind of either stay or come back to this area. And yeah, I'm, that's, that's me. I don't know.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: So you're, you're involved with this, this situation. Why don't you give us the, um,
0: What's the TLDR?
1: <laughs> what, you, how, you, how, <laughs> Yeah. What's the TLDR? How did you how did you become aware of this this guy's uh, race and what was your reaction and where, how did you get to where you are now?
2: Yeah. So I overlapped one semester with Madison. At the time, I already knew he was just from from the stories I heard from my friends who were RAs and whatnot. I knew he was a kind of creepy dude. Uh, didn't know much more than that. So when we found out he was in the primary you know we uh, collectively i would say just kind of among the patrick henry uh conversational groups and whatnot we were all just kind of like oh, okay sure you know cuz madison attended for a semester and a half i think it it was not a full school year to my knowledge and uh some of his campaign staff were other phc either alum or
1: Uh, dropouts I guess and well and isn't this isn't this kind of just like an like annual spectator sport for a (laughs) PHC alumni to be like which one of the assholes that we knew are running for office and will not right and are going to
2: just like have their campaign totally flop
1: yeah pretty much right and that's the thing so we were
2: just kind of like okay cool well you know we'll we'll watch how this goes down we'll kind of laugh at the Facebook page and you know, oh, yeah, Mr. Big Shot, whatever. And then he went to a runoff with the Trump endorsed, Mark Meadows endorsed candidate because he was taking Meadows' seat or running for it. Hopefully not taking it. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But, you know, so we were like, well, shit. (laughs) This might actually be happening in a weird twist of events. So he won the primary and got the GOP nomination. We were like, okay, well, this is odd. And at first there was kind of, I would say there's almost a collective sense of resignation. Like it's Mark Meadows district, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of going Democrat, but then as we, we realized there, there had been, there was a whole thing with, you know, redistricting uh, from some previous gerrymandering and stuff. And, There was a little more, as discussion went on, a little more interest in like, oh, hmm, there could actually, you know, there's a chance that he could be defeated. And uh, so as this all kind of swirled, eventually we got to, I believe, early to mid-August, where a a World Magazine article was published about him. And it was several people who knew him in high school as well as from Patrick Henry coming forward and sharing their stories about how he had sexually harassed them or assaulted them. And uh, just a lot more, the discussion kind of bubbled up more and more in the Patrick Henry discussion groups and stuff. And it the, when the World article came out, I thought, oh, good, 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 good. We're <laughs> we're getting some news. We're getting some traction. We're we're on. Um... Well, and and like a conservative publication is coming out. Exactly. Also. Yeah, that was really That's huge, critical, right? Because there was also a Jezebel article that came out around the same time. But I was like, no one who's conservative who's going to vote for him will read Jezebel or will take it seriously. You know, right. it's going to be fake news from the left or whatever. But coming from world, mm-hmm. that was absolutely huge. And so my thought was, okay, good, this is a this is a source that conservatives love, especially conservative evangelicals. And that's gonna be a lot of his his uh, voting base.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I I shared the article, I hashtagged it, pinned it. Not that I have that many followers on Twitter, but you know, I was like, if people ever look at my page, I want them to see this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, everyone I knew was kind of doing that, and it just didn't go anywhere. And the Jezebel article didn't go anywhere either.
1: And so, you know, it was there was go anywhere meaning like you didn't see people in your community sharing it. So, or so I about saw it. a
2: lot of Patrick Henry students sharing it, but like the first, you know, when it first came out, and then there was no further discussion in Patrick Henry circle. Well. There's always discussion in Patrick Henry circles. There was no discussion (laughs) (laughs) of the article specifically in those circles. Um, And I didn't see people outside of Patrick Henry talking about it. So I just kind of sat on it and stewed for a while. And finally, I hit this point where I just – so I'm I'm seven months pregnant with my first child – and I just hit this
1: congratulations. Thank you. Thank
2: you. I'm excited and terrified.
0: <laughs> that seems correct.
2: Yeah. So I I just reached this point of kind of boiling over and my like mama bear rage just consumed me and I thought there is no way that I can sit back and let my child come into the world knowing that I haven't done anything to try to stop the cycle of predators coming into positions of power when, when I could have at least given my all and given what I know and, you know, use any resources and any connections that I have to try
1: to do something else. Which I love because that's such a Patrick Henry mindset, like not that (laughs) you are replicating their values, but like the training that we were raised with to be politically proactive, to take initiative, to like change mm-hmm. the cycles that we're mm-hmm. seeing—that's like th- having that available to you in your imagination at all—is something that is, I would say, is like one of the best things about what we. Oh yes, happen.
2: absolutely. Yeah, I that though we may be using it against them now, that was one of the best things. We learned in you know conservative fundamentalist culture was like we have to use our voices to make a difference and yep. that's well that's what i'm trying to do It uh, just happens to be against mm-hmm. a conservative so yeah so so, good. so i i reached out to whatever random uh connections i could think of i asked some family members for their connections in um in like the media and especially conservative media. Cause again, that was kind of the goal was, you know, we, we want conservative outlets to get anything, you know, to like to get the world magazine essentially article shared or that sort of information shared. And it just, it just didn't go anywhere. I didn't get a lot of responses or a lot of interest. And of course, this is also happening in the middle of a wild election, you know, and so we're, yes, we're <laughs> the national media and even local media are pretty consumed by presidential elections. They don't care about the, the congressional seats nearly as much. So it just everything. And also there's, you know, a pandemic. So we're kind of busy with that too. <laughs> there's a
0: lot to compete with.
2: <laughs> a lot. Yeah. We, we picked quite the year. Well, I mean, we didn't choose it for him to run, but it was quite the year to try to make some news. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So, okay. So I'm curious, why do you think he had such an appeal over the Meadows and Trump endorsed candidate? You know, I
2: just had this conversation with uh, another friend of mine who's been working on this whole thing last night, because it is kind of dumbfounding how he went from no work experience, no college degree, nothing, no like credentials that should make him say or make someone say, yeah, he's qualified to represent me in Congress. He, he's been lauded in many places as the rising star of the GOP, like almost the AOC of the GOP. That's, ooh, lots of that's alpha, <laughs> alphabet
1: soup but um you know that yeah, no and, and he, and he's, he's 24 he dropped out of phc he doesn't have a degree mm-hmm. he doesn't have any like serious work experience no like, what he, he claims he's a small business
2: owner but if you look into his his records his what do you for <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, sold essential oils actually. Um,
0: oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: no, my god! No, he he has he owns an LLC, and he claims he's like a real estate investor or something. I, truly, I don't even remember. But he he has only purchased one property for like twenty thousand dollars, and so he launder's money for a living. I mean. I'm not going to say that on the record, but.
1: I'm just jo- I, I'm joking, <laughs> but like, he, doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have, he doesn't have any, any real he, connections no. besides just his, his story, which is powerful and interesting, but he doesn't have any. Uh, yeah. You know, no, none whatsoever. So, so
2: to be honest, I, I think it's just this combination of. People are really tired, even, even I would say in the conservative world, people are really tired of seeing old white men, you know, the same people you've seen forever. So they want to see young white men.
0: Right. That's <laughs> it's much not, different.
2: It's, right. It's not a big stretch, but at least he's not like sagging. You know, he's he's, uh, he's young. He has a lot of years ahead of him. Uh, so I think it's the fact that he's young. He knows how to speak persuasively. He is attractive in a very generic, whatever. However, you'd want to.
0: If you're know. into milk he's toast He's straight white out of boys. central casting.
2: He's what?
0: If you're into like milk toast white boys. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Milk milk fed milk yes. toast. Yeah. No, he looks. He looks. He looks like he's straight out of central casting for a phc brochure and or the one million percent absolutely in
2: fact i'm kind of surprised that he i've never seen his picture in any phc promotional stuff because between having a disability and being like you know attractive milquetoast whatever white male you know (laughs) he's he is the perfect combination for phC promo but then again he didn't even finish a full school year so they might not
1: want yeah he yeah would the <laughs> have wanted to advertise his presence around campus well okay and that connects us to this this uh post he's made on Facebook I think there's there's some overlap in terms of like why they wouldn't be promoting him and then like what he claims they're promoting in terms of his history with phC right right as far his
2: his kind of
1: open letter from alumni and stuff, Yeah. So what, so what is this that's been going around? Like how did this story happen? Oh boy. So
2: I think it kind of has, it kind of ties into the end of my story of how I built up to this point of talked, I talked to another friend who was also very passionate about him not getting an office because he knew, and he, he had some closer connections to some of the girls who uh, Madison assaulted when he was on campus, and uh, we he kind of basically just said, "So we're not really getting a whole lot of attention on this, and we really want to get some attention on this." I'm thinking about starting an initiative to write an open letter. Do you want to join? And mm-hmm. so you know, through the process of all that, it took a while, but we when we finally got the letter. Uh, I would say published, but it's not really published. It yeah, I tweeted it, <laughs> woo! And uh, you guys put it on script, right? Actually, I think somebody else did. I I don't know where that came from on script because okay. the original posts were my Facebook post and my Twitter post. Uh, I kind of was the okay. the point, if you will, for social media drops and stuff. Okay, and so we dropped it. We Created some hashtags and also used some uh, local election hashtags, you know, like NC11 and stuff for the district. And people started retweeting it and liking it. And it, it just started getting attention. So I would say, within, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, that was on the 18th, right? That I think that we had, yeah, that was on the 18th that he shared his post. So it was that same okay. day. So I I dropped the letter at about noon, and I want to say it was like six p.m. He basically, well, not he specifically, I someone on his campaign staff, basically instead of responding to this letter that was starting to go around and get some get some attention, took our format, rewrote it to be a positive endorsement. And made some pretty big claims, <laughs> like a significant number of alumni uh, support him. Wow! And and quote, Doctor,
1: unquote, right? Ferris. And that
2: Mike Ferris had personally, you know, congratulated him and endorsed him, and and all of this. And so, you know, there were our our letter was cited. It was signed by ten people, and I think. I don't remember, but by the end of the day, I want to say we had at least 50 or 60 co-signers uh, or, or supporting signatories rather who jumped on. Uh, there was no signatures, no links, no references, <laughs> just a bunch of like, yeah, well, there are some disgruntled and extremely vitriolic PHC alumni Uh who wow. are who are out to take me down? Which that's just become like I mean, the, the new code word. I I am an extremely vitriolic alumni. I'm going to get a T-shirt that says that. Yes, you you you, that's your
0: spooky. You have Twitter a vagina
2: name. and you have uh, Yes, the two of those things somehow magically go together, despite everything PHC tries to teach you. <laughs> um,
1: they really made a mistake when they let women on the
0: campus. I'm <laughs> sure they feel that. I'm sure they're like, Oh, oh
1: man. Oh man. Um, I just, I think it's so interesting. Like the way I heard about this is like, just like I'm not in the PHC inner circle <laughs> in terms of like getting the alumni gossip, but it just was like, you know, I heard about him at the RNC and didn't really hear his PHC connection Then just heard about like a stunt and this guy being like, they think he's the new AOC. Mm-hmm. And then I started hearing like little bits and pieces of like PHC, grassroots organizing, like alumni getting on board with taking this guy out. And people who I wouldn't have expected, you know, people who mm-hmm. might still be more moderate or even conservative in their their politics, people who, who are not necessarily like very – um you know, outspoken in terms of, you know, social justice stuff. And it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, suddenly this is the guy, this is the line. And I find that to be really interesting. Like, like of all of the candidates that have come out of (laughs) PHC, all of the the people, like this is the guy that Mike Ferris won't endorse. Mm -hmm. And this is the guy that PHCers are organizing against and like there's a me too angle here and we'll get into that but like do you think it's just because of the the me too stuff or do you think there's something else that like really like got everybody's you know dander up
2: yeah so i think there is i think it's a combination because i do think a lot of people are uncomfortable with him associating himself with the school you know he cuz again he didn't graduate he had a very brief time and very little, very little love on campus. But I, I think really what got a lot of the broader alumni anger was when he claimed that a significant number of alumni had endorsed him. Like, so, so there was the, the moral line that I think more people than I would have expected as well found to be too far But then on top of that, it was the, okay, there's this guy, nobody really knows him. He has a lot of uh, very questionable history, according to people who were there at the same time as him. And now he's claiming that broadly the college and the alumni support him. And we're not, we didn't sign on to this. So Mm. I, I think it was, you know, as much as I want to say, oh, yes, it was, you know, because because we value justice and our leaders and, and good people to lead the country. I think that was a part of it, but not the whole.
0: Mm-hmm. What what was it that he, he was doing on campus? Like we know he uh, definitely targeted a bunch of women and the other, I guess on top of the like Me Too equation, the other thing that I'm kind of interested in exploring a little bit is like patrick henry has very strict rules about relationships or at least did uh Mm -hmm. when i was considering going so
1: i mean when i was considering going didn't they like (laughs) require your parents to like like (laughs) sign off in right in writing before you could have a relationship relationship
0: yeah that's what i remember when I was thinking about it. Okay. Has that changed at all, Abby? Or is it still the same?
2: Oh, no. It's at least in practice. And I I think in the rules in general, it is not, that's not followed at all. As far as the like, you have to have parental, you have to, I don't even remember. It was like you had to talk to student life and then have your parents call them or something to that effect. Yeah. No, it wasn't like that at all. Like, People, I mean, I was, <laughs> I was about to say, people had normal dating relationships, but that doesn't happen in Patrick Henry. No, that's
0: not. That does not exist. <laughs> no,
2: so that no. people dated without considering themselves pre-engaged or courting. So that's. It was. A st- <laughs> I forgot about that term. <laughs> it oh was a God. step in the
1: right direction. Okay. Uh, so they re- they relaxed the rules a little bit, but still like. Pretty much like hardcore purity culture stuff. Oh yeah, is like the, the the way the way of the world. Oh, yeah, there.
2: for sure. Like there's, uh, I I know or know of people who have suffered severe consequences for uh, knowing for well, for getting pregnant basically without being married. Like there's not a lot of you can't prove that someone had sex unless. Right. You know, no, you can't prove that. <laughs> but I know people who have who have suffered severe consequences for getting pregnant while they were at the school and like lost huge scholarships okay. and, and so so very much still purity
1: culture. Yeah.
2: Focused.
1: And the consequences are pretty much put on the women. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I
2: don't I don't know for sure about that. I do know. I think there have been some cases where consequences were put on men, but like I can think of one specifically, whereas I can think of a number where the tenor was very much more of the, well, it's the woman's fault.
0: Right. Okay. So with with Madison, he assaulted and harassed a bunch of women on campus and took them like out on drives or whatever, according to one of the many articles that (laughs) I read that we'll link in the chat. And I guess my question is, what, if any, recourse did the uh, women who are students and were harassed by him have? Because Patrick Henry College, unless they changed something recently, doesn't have to abide by Title IX because they're private. So there's not Mm. really... A way for people like there's no one, unless it's this has changed, there's no one that like people can go to be like, Hey, this happened (laughs) to me and it's bad. So, how what was kind of like that was the response, the the
2: response of the school? Yeah, yeah. So, I or did just
0: no one say anything because I feel like that's also likely.
2: So, what I know is third hand, this is how Patrick Henry works, you know, I don't know precisely i know who you know told me this but i don't know where they got this information or you know all of that but i know that at least one of the girls filed a report with student life and nothing was done that i know of about it i think i think student life kind of said well stay closer on campus and you know call campus safety if you see, which, you know, campus safety is not the same as like security guards <laughs> right? Um, or police or anything official, you know, call, call campus safety. If you see him around and that kind of stuff, like that, that's what I have heard happen with one of the victims and who, who I believe basically said, I don't feel safe. Like, I feel like he's, I feel threatened by him being around at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, the official line that was, I believe given by the school recently was that they're not going to comment or participate Um. because they didn't, it was either they didn't know about the incident or they didn't have anything official on it or whatever.
0: Which is
1: given, given PHC's history with this kind of shit, they knew they did not take any proper mm-hmm. recourse and they don't want that to get out, and so they're just trying to stay out of the limelight at all. That's my
2: suspicion. I, again, you know, you know how it is with PHC, nobody fully names where their sources were and what the conversation was, so right, I can't
1: verify, but that's that's a very safe assumption, I think. Yeah. Right. And this is not me saying this is what happened. This is me just saying, like, based on other stories that I have heard from PhC alumni, um, over the years, there's been other stories that have come out about sexual assault at PhD how it's been handled. This is pretty powerful. Yeah, the I would I would agree. So some of the stuff that he was doing also happened before in the homeschool community that he grew up in, which I think is pretty similar to our upbringing if i'm not mistaken yeah to be honest i'm
2: not 100% sure how how similar it was i think generally yes i know he did at least a little bit of NCFCA because i know some people who know oh. him from <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. i did, i have some some friends from that period of my life
1: uh who who knew him and which, for the 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 readers who don't know, NCfCA is the oh right, sorry, debate league. Yes. and it's, it's extremely Christian. Yes, <laughs> yes,
2: it's. I mean, basically, PHC wasn't a surprise for me because I did two years of NCfCA, so it was very similar. Yeah, right, right.
1: It's yeah, a natural exactly. Vibe.
2: Most of the people that I knew who knew him didn't have any impre- or like good impression of him, or in fact, had negative impre- you know, experiences with him. But other than that, I really can't speak to his high school experience. Other than what's in the World magazine, uh, gosh, World magazine article about mm-hmm. the the woman, the young woman he
1: assaulted. Then, so okay, so then this all happened. This all came out. This all came out after he spoke at the RNC and what was what was the stunt he pulled there because i under, this is this is where i first like ran into hearing about yeah him.
2: so at the rnc he he gave a speech it was riddled with uh, incorrect information like he said something about james madison had been a congressman at age 25 and he wanted to be the next congressman at age 25 something that was just like you could google it and it would be very clearly not true you know and so just like stuff stuff that sounds great to conservatives but is is very quickly proven to be not true his stunt at the end this is his like big reveal or whatever was and just i'm assuming this has been a Said or uh, you know picked up on by now, but uh, Madison Cawthorn has a disability uh, from a from a big accident he was in when he was a teenager. He uses a wheelchair, uses a yeah. Wheelchair. And so he made this grand gesture of saying something to the effect of, "I will stand for the country or stand for our values," and then he had his aides come and and hold on to the wheelchair, and he you know pulled himself up and saying like, I'll, I'll always stand for our flag and stand for our nation's values or something like that. I, to be honest, I don't remember cause it was so just cringe. <laughs> that yeah. I, yeah. Okay. But then this is where you guys pulled your yes, hashtags. Yeah. So our, our stand for consent hashtag was, he was just, he was very clearly using his disability to garner kind of and a mix of sympathy and, you know, look at how patriotic I am, even though I'm in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that was where, so our, our hashtag stand for consent, we just kind of said, well, uh, we believe in standing up for, you know, women who have been assaulted by you. And we believe in, in uh, protecting Women, basically. I don't know, like basic decent human stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. You know, yeah. that might take some precedence over standing up for the flag. Just a thought. Maybe,
0: just a little.
2: Just a little bit.
0: Just a tiny bit.
2: Humans versus the inanimate objects. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, uh, we believe in human dignity. So yeah, that was how we got our, our hashtag. The other one is just reject Cawthorn because we wanted something succinct to... Make our point.
0: <laughs> Smart,
1: right, right. Now that makes sense. I think one of the things that keeps coming coming to mind as I think about this is like the consequences for men in the evangelical world who commit sexual assault is so often mm-hmm. non-existent yeah. and so often doesn't happen until like there's some sort of mass grassroots movement that's pushing back, like they're going to lose their like Mm -hmm. follower base somehow. And so I I find it really fascinating that like PHC has, you know, disassociated themselves from him. And I think it's not just, you know, the little time that he spent there, but I think it's also these stories, like they're, they're just like, we don't want to get our hands dirty in this.
0: Well, in like such a short amount of time, he just like, Assaulted so many people, mm-hmm. which, which he's only
1: twenty four, and it's it's like right. how many stories? Yeah. Like four, five, six. something like that. Yeah, we we have
2: a number, or actually, I don't know the number off the top of my head. I just know it is, uh, in to use his words, significant.
1: <laughs> so I think the thing that's really interesting to me is like we in the the world where consent is taught. two kids like not that's not everyone that's not mainstream it should be there it's not mainstream it should be but like but like for those of us who like think about these things and like think that this should be the norm like we get really shocked at this Mm -hmm. kind of behavior um but I think there's another layer to this where it's like the the myth of like the virgin woman and like protecting like the virginity of women for yourself or for other men is this like bro code that happens in this world of like, mm. you know, we're not going to like mess around until I know that like, she's not going to be somebody else's mm-hmm. wife. But I feel like there there's like a level of egregiousness for this kind of behavior from, you know, someone of his, of his youth. And that maybe feels more shocking. Do you feel like that's like part of this response? Like PHC's, alums are having or do you think this is just you know me projecting you know I don't know that's because that is a really interesting take
2: on the perspective perhaps of sexual assault from a purity culture you know standpoint that's it's really hard for me to say because I have realized that there's almost a sense of different versions of purity culture from different kind of eras (laughs) you know and, Mm -hmm. and I don't I don't know what exactly the age difference is between us, but I know that like from my, my experience of it was much more, much less of the, I would say it's less of the Bill Gothard, like over overly creepy controlling that kind of, you know, yes, exactly to, well, that kind of, I was going to say too, almost more the vision forum take on it, but that they also believe in the whole, you know, pre-engaged stuff or did. Uh, rest.
0: Yeah.
2: So I like, I feel like I'm not very helpful here, but I, it's hard to say. Cause I think I could see that from older alum who do take that perspective. And who still very much fall into that era of purity culture. From my,
1: that's not so not. Much a I thing wouldn't say anymore. it's so much
2: a thing in in purity culture in my like borderline, you know, millennial Gen Z uh, version of it, which is just such a like the most niche of like little groups, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. I don't know it's I wish I could speak more eloquently on that, but I don't think I really can get a good read on
1: that. That's fair, okay. The other thing that occurs to me is the disability angle, which like <laughs>
0: <sighs> it just sets wrong.
1: Christianity loves a yeah. martyr, yeah, Christianity loves a martyr. There's like two different stories of his accident and how he got. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, disabled and needing a wheelchair, and their conflicting accounts. One makes him, you know, more of a victim, and one makes him, you know, (laughs) less of a victim. Um, He's leaned into the like, like the hardcore victim narrative, and like he's using that as his his like uh, to get the empathy of Mm -hmm. and the attention of potential voters, which is very, I don't know, just feels like a very common tactic um for a white man in this world to like play up like victimhood of some kind um he is legitimately disabled and this is not to discredit Mm -hmm. any of that but I think there's definitely an element of like he is doing the please do pity me yeah approach What, what are the two stories that are going around the two okay so
2: you know again this is another one where it's like well there's there's the two stories and then there's PHC rumor mill and all of the different factors that play in there. But I believe the official story is he was uh, in the car coming home from the spring break trip with his best friend and his friend fell asleep at the wheel and uh, they wrecked due to that. And uh, his his story that he has told more recently that we have on a recording from his chapel speech uh, at Patrick Henry is that he basically pulled himself from the wreckage because his best friend like ran out and left him there to die or something like that. Um, okay. The story that was told in, I want to say... 2014 or 15 whenever it happened what like we have news articles and we have uh video clips and stuff of his parents basically saying yeah his his life was saved by brad ledford who was his best friend because like brad ran back into the wreck after he got himself out and pulled madison out and that's why he didn't die He he saved his life hmm so, you know, there's other rumors of he, either Madison or Brad may have fallen asleep or may not have fallen asleep, it may have been drunk driving. There's there's all sorts of stuff we don't but that's a lot more rumor than there is like actual on record.
0: Right.
1: It's not it's not as relevant as the like Right. Anymore. And and that's the thing that we really want people to see is
2: he's going to use the pity card as Far as he can even if it means that he literally throws his best friend under the bus for having saved his life in an incredibly dangerous situation yeah yeah so that's that's kind of the that's our goal in telling that part of the story is just the you know if if he can't be trusted to tell an honest story about how his friend who he considered you know to quote his chapel speech, he said, you know, my best friend, my brother, you know, if he's going to say he left me there to die when when the story before was that he saved him, like how, how can you trust him to lead you honestly as a congressman? Right.
1: Kieran, what's your take on this as, as someone who's actively doing campaign work?
0: I mean, like... It's so frustrating. Mostly. It's just like. I don't know. It just seems like a bad idea. And the other thing that like. Kind of sticks out to me with his. Whole I will stand for these things. Stunt is just like. That's kind of. Disability inspiration porn. You know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. It's just like. Yes look I am. I. I you know, need to use a wheelchair, but also I have decided to like pretend like I can get over my disability a little bit. And it's just like, look, this person is so, so cool for doing this thing. And it's like, that's, I don't know. It sets, it sets really wrong with me. Mm. Like I'm, it's frustrating. And also just like the lies.
1: I have a dear friend who's, born with a disability pretty a pretty seriously visible disability and one of the things she talks about a lot is how most of the representation of disability is told from the perspective of someone who was not born disabled um because the imagination of the abled person is very limited in terms of like how frustrating it would be to be you know find themselves reduced yeah. so to speak to a state that they had not previously experienced and how that is not that's the that the resentment and the anger is a very like looking at it from an abled point of view as opposed from a disabled point of view where like she's like I don't know any different like this is my this is how I've always been like I don't feel like I'm missing right Things. You, this is, this is like, there's no like before and after. And I think having that like before and after, you know, montage that you get in a lot of these, like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm thinking of like the awful Jojo Moyes book and movie and all, you know, those kinds of things, you know, the walk to remember yeah. all this bullshit disav- disability porn that we've all been inundated with. Like it focuses a lot on this, like what has mm-hmm. been yes. lost and trying to recover this and like wow look like clara and heidi like walked <laughs> like it's not it's not focused on the person it's focused on what the able viewer sees yes. them as missing and he's really playing into yes. that I
0: think that's why it sets wrong um, with as me. much as
1: we can. Yeah oof yeah that that's
0: yeah.
2: a very that's a very good way of summarizing because it I, I feel the same way Kieran it was kind of it just feels manipulative but that feels like a wrong way to put it when you're talking about someone and their their disability
1: well if you appreciated that perspective go subscribe to Gretchen Schreiber's Substack, and I'll put it or not Substack newsletter I'll nice. put oh, a link nice. to it in yeah. the show notes because like she's the one who's like you know giving me this education and i'm very grateful for it
0: (laughs) yeah that totally makes sense and is i think kind of what i'm feeling about it and yeah like campaign wise like everything is just always a mess anyway but he's really (laughs) not doing a good job of like or he is for some people i guess but like it's not I feel like it's not wise to base your entire campaign on mistruths. Like, that's just a bad idea. What? (laughs) I know.
1: Well, doesn't doesn't? I mean, every campaign, like, every, every, hello memoirist here, (laughs) every storyteller, like, telling their story elides things. Every storyteller, like, has to simplify a narrative Mm -hmm. in order to make it memorable, in order to make it catchy. Like, you smoosh time together, you, you you know, juxtapose events on top of each other a little bit. Like, this is not to say, like, these things didn't happen. They just might have happened, like, in a more condensed way than, you, or less of a condensed right. way than you're presenting. But to, like, flip the roles. Yeah. That's not ethical, in mm-hmm. a like, in a way that has nothing to do with, like, trying to efficiently tell right. a story. <laughs> That ha- that has that has everything to do with like I am going to misrepresent this other person in order to make myself right. a hero.
0: Yeah, and I I feel like that's what's happening, and it shouldn't happen. Like <laughs> if if someone is doing that, you should not uh, vote for that person.
2: Right. And there's a <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a bit you know not to escape into broader politics, but there's a bit that I think that comes from, or the, the ability to do so that brazenly and get away with it now comes from the era of Trump.
0: For like, sure.
2: Like we have, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like the Overton window uh-huh. has been shifted.
0: Uh-huh. Massively.
2: Yeah. Cause he, cause you know, before Trump, I think we maybe would have expected candidates who have, I don't know. I just remember as a kid, like the the thing I remember about, I think, the 2004 election was hearing John Kerry's name next to Flip Flop, right? Yeah. And, like, that was the worst thing I remember about him other than the fact that, of course, he was a Democrat and going to hell and a terrible right. person. But, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but... Basic stuff. <laughs> basic stuff that every kid hears about elections. Right. <laughs> um, but that's the thing that I remember the most is the... Yeah, you know he oh he flip flops his position, and just carrying that you know twelve years forward into twenty sixteen, I don't. Trump has so <laughs> he's weird. like Trump is like I he is a it's an entirely yeah, different game. Yeah. He, and so I think that Madison because he's playing so much to those those um those same voters he can get away with just like completely changing a narrative mm-hmm. despite the fact that you can pretty easily verify that it's not true because right. that's what trump has done for the last four years and completely gotten
1: away with it yeah well it's like yeah they like the panache of this brazen straight talking con yeah. guy right. and so he's like oh Mm-hmm. I can do that too. <laughs> let's see if let's yeah. see if it works for me. You know that that it's the brazen mediocre <laughs> white man stuff is is <laughs> to be wild.
2: Per- to be perfectly honest, just going back for a second, it's like every NCFCA male's dream because yes. I could put. I mean, I yes, a lot of a lot of the dudes that I knew. Yes in NCFCA, or at least my particular friends were a lot better people than, uh, Madison Cawthorn, but any of them could stand up and give a speech, you know, just out of their butts. Like he does. Yeah. And I guess at this point, get away with it. So like, really we. (laughs) Right. But in
1: NCFCA, you like, you did that because you had Limited time to research things, mm-hmm. and that was like part of the discipline and the yeah. exercise, right. right? Of that speaking practice, <laughs> like this was like part of the. Uh-huh. It was a drill, not yeah. the main <laughs> right. of it.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I, I'm in no way suggesting that a bunch of uh, NCFCA dudes should go and run for office and just. Pretend In fact, it's a, please pretend, do not. <laughs> like don't pretend it's an extent Ever. uh round just, you know.
0: Yes. Yeah. But
1: like that's that's functionally what he's doing is he's he's using he's using a campaign as an extent round and that's yeah, you know. Not cool.
0: Yeah. Mm. So what can people do right now to help out? What's what's the plan? How do we how do we not elect uh, Madison Cawthorn?
2: <laughs> so there's a couple different things. Um, first of all, you can not to be not to be uh, trolling for likes because I've already gotten a lot of heat from our our group about like jokingly, but for that. Um, but you can go to my Twitter page at the dot of the eye, and my pin tweet is the original. Drop of the letter. There are also tons of other tweets I've shared with different news sources and stuff. You can retweet it, like it. You can try to also send it to news sources, particularly if you have any connections to something uh, in the Asheville or North Carolina District Eleven region in general. Um, we're still just like, even though it's already made waves, we're still hoping to get you know more and more and more growing attention on this. Um, The other thing is, separate from the letter, a group of students came together, a group, well, I shouldn't say students, I should say alumni, um, came together and formed a PAC, actually, political action committee. Uh, It's called Sentinel PAC because the Sentinels are the the mascot for PHC.
0: Of course. Of
2: course. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the one thing that I appreciate about it is that that both in the pack and in the letter, uh, but specifically in the pack, it is a group of people across different political spectrums. So I would say I'm a left leaning, moderate, independent, all of that. And then I know Mm -hmm. there are some who are straight Democrat all the way. And I know there are some who are straight, well, straight Republican with some big exceptions. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so, you know, it's it's really cool just to see like how the people, how this has united Patrick Henry students in a way that we don't often unite. But coming back to the PAC. So the PAC is not a political or sorry, it's obviously a political action committee. Yeah, it's <laughs> political. But it's not uh, partisan. Nice. So, we, so the, the PAC has been formed to... Basically, support good candidates f- for office, people who are of good character and good, you know, repeat not, and all of that.
0: Not uh, liars and uh sexual harassers. People and... of
2: integrity? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like something it. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. That's, and that's really the word that I've been trying to push is integrity. Yeah. We, we want to see people of integrity on, you know, and and again, because it's nonpartisan, it could be on any political spectrum. But um, we want to see people of integrity in office, and and so the pack right now. You know, the the flip side of that, of course, is you have to also keep people who are liars and sexual predators and so on and so forth out of office. Right. And so right now, the the pack is aiming to get the word out about. Madison, it is not endorsing his opponent, uh, Mo Davis. It's simply just working to get the get our story out, so people can look up Sentinel Pack. That's S E N T. Wait, I N E L. Yeah, <laughs> we've had several yeah. <laughs> instances where people, including on a campaign text that went out to a couple people, thankfully we caught it early, but. People keep spelling it with an A and not an E, and so now I'm like psyching mm-hmm. myself out about how to spell it. But
0: I, um, I literally, when I was writing it down, I was like, "Wait, is that an A or is it an E?" <laughs> <Yeah>. like- <laughs> Sentinel,
2: the <Yeah>. Sentinel Pack. <laughs> so yeah, so we are we're running full steam ahead. Thanks to some very generous donations already, uh, we have been able to get the word out to tens of thousands of voters in district 11 and there is so much more we can do i believe at this point uh the pack has raised around seven thousand dollars nice and our goal is at least 10 because just The more, you know, I I really hate this about the political world, but the more funding we can get, the more we can have a bit of skin in the game. And the more we can just say, hey, let's let's not elect terrible people into office.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Who would have who would have thought about not electing terrible people in office? So Americans. um, Is the pack something that like (laughs) anyone can throw money at or are there rules about who can give or how much people can give?
2: No, as far as I know, anyone can give, you can give a small donation, you know, like I've said this in social media posts, but truly, literally every single dollar counts. Um, And so you can give a small donation if that's all you have. And I don't, I don't know of any kind of max, I'm sure at some point it has to be more official and reported. I'm, I don't, I really am only semi-connected to the pack. The people who run it are separate from the social media efforts from the letter and all of that. So I
0: that makes sense. Yeah. the
2: technical details, I cannot answer to you very well, but yes, anyone, I can give you a link.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, and we'll drop it in the notes.
2: Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. That yeah. No, anyone can give, uh, and we would love to see just more funds come in so that we can tell people to not vote for an asshole.
1: Because we're doing things like taking out ads, like, I believe, radio and TV. Is that right? I who,
2: I actually don't know. I know we took out some ads in local papers, and I think we were doing some digital ads okay. as well. I'm not actually sure about radio or TV, but we we might be. Again, that kind of goes... Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I heard a rumor about that from another PhD alum who was telling me some things. Um, the, they're a musician and and they were contributing oh, some nice. music to. Nice. A project. Yeah.
2: So, so I don't know again the specifics, but I do know it's it's rapid response voter education. So we're getting you know uh, potentially robocalls, which I just kind of almost want to apologize, but I'm not going to apologize, you know, because no. It's, it's the, the way, way of the it. game. It's yeah. I. I also helped send, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of the texts yesterday, and I really did. There was a bit of me that was just like, "I'm so sorry. I know you're sick of this, but also is the only way to tell you not to vote for this creep."
0: Yeah. Um, Good. Right. Good.
1: Yeah. So so it's and then and then there's some people who are showing up at his campaign events and speaking, and then some people who are going door to door. That's. Yeah, so yeah. all of that kind
2: of stuff it's it really really depends on what funding we can bring in but if as we've been able to already bring in some some good funds we've been able to like I said get the word out to tens of thousands of people in that district. So any anything will help and it will go all directly to at the moment, you know, for for this purpose it'll go to stopping his campaign <laughs> or or putting the word out about him.
0: Right. Yeah. That's great. That's helpful.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for telling us. Yes. I
0: saw the article and I was like, wow, we obviously need to like touch on this. So I'm super glad that you reached out so we could actually like have an informed conversation. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for, for bringing some attention to it, for being willing to talk about it. I, I always enjoy talking to my fellow former fundies and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate
1: just, yeah, y'all being able to give us a voice. And if um, our listeners can't donate money and they want to contribute time, how can they get in touch with you?
2: Uh, they can... DM me on Twitter, if they have Twitter, again, at the dot of the I. Um, they can also message me on Facebook. Find me, Abby Osborne. Um, or you can shoot me an email at uh, Abby, A-B-B-Y dot, e dot Osborne, O-S-B-O-R-N-E, at gmail.com.
0: Awesome.
1: Wonderful. Thank you
0: so of much. Of course.
2: Thank you,
1: guys. It's been It's been a pleasure. We're so glad we could cover this. I know this is kind of niche and like, you know, small, <laughs> feels small, ball, but I think it's important because this is the, this is the trend that we're probably yeah. going to see more of. And it's important to nip this kind yeah, of Yeah, we need in the to bud. prove
0: to uh, the country that this kind of campaign stuff and like, is just not okay. We can't, we can't be electing predators to offices at any level. Not Mm -hmm. just, like, the presidency, but also, like, the school board or Congress (laughs) or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, this shit needs to end. So I'm glad that we can, uh, that there's some shit that needs to end that we can actively work on ending. So this is, you know, the last, like, nine days before we vote. Um, By the time this comes out, it'll be even sooner. So definitely uh, get in touch with Abby on Twitter or throw some money at the pack. We'll have all the contact information and a bunch of articles so you can read more about it in the show notes. Yeah, I think that's that's great. I'm so happy that uh, we could do this. It was worth taking time out of my one day of not campaigning to, <laughs> to do this. Thank
1: you for doing that. <laughs> Much appreciated. Uh... All right, Abby. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Enjoying the rest of
0: your Sunday. Y'all as well. Y'all as well. Cool. Thank you for listening, everyone. You can support this podcast at patreon.com slash kitchen table cult pod. Our Twitter is slash kitchen cult pod because it was too long. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. help us out. If you are a patron, there is a Slack that is open for you. Um, and also all of the archives and if you're not a patron but want to be and get involved so you can get access to the slack and hang out with us it's super easy just go to patreon it can be as low as a dollar a month if that's even too much but you want to like join the community anyway just shoot us an email kitchen table gmail at com. we're here for you we can work something out thank you for listening and being part of this uh ridiculous ride of 2020 go vote make a plan to vote (laughs) don't drop it off at a fake ballot box
1: oh my god make sure you follow all the weird rules and put enough postage and sign your envelopes or whatever they require yeah and even if you can't support us financially we really appreciate you even just listening and sharing um any any little bit is deeply appreciated we hope you're taking care of yourselves and um you know, we're going to we're going to get through the next nine days together and make it to the other side. Hopefully it will be a uh,
0: yes. future. <laughs> Crossing all of my fingers. Oh, my God. Yeah. As
1: always, thank you so much to the band Heavens for their uh, music from the album Nazo.
0: And thank you, Dave, for editing this together and taking out all of the weird bits where I forgot words.
1: <laughs> we appreciate you always. Thanks for listening. Until next time. We'll
0: see you after the election. After the after apocalypse. the apocalypse. Good luck. Bye. Bye. <laughs>